This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. I'm talking to Dennis Sear. He correctly labeled me in the interview you are about to hear as an old-school liberal. Dennis Sear is an ardent Trump supporter. Our political views could not be farther apart, yet I respect him. We both run small businesses on Altamont's Maple Avenue. He is a devoted husband and father who cares deeply about the town where he lives and serves as a councilman on the Knox Town Board. In an era when our nation is so polarized, I believe it is important to listen to others with an intent to understand. So you won't hear me pressing facts or arguing much on this interview. Let us listen. Just in case you hear traffic going by... We are being safe in the era of COVID, and on the coldest day of the year, we are sitting on the front porch of the Enterprise. Down the street, just two doors, is Dennis's business. He is the owner of, and runs it himself, Mountain View Prosthetics. He has completely transformed what was a kind of almost abandoned warehouse for Dick Spadaro, and made it into this incredible shop where he makes legs and arms and parts of people to make them whole. And the reason I'm excited to talk to Dennis is because he has long flown a Trump flag, and after the election, his front lawn of his business just sprouted with Trump signs, and I just thought it was so important for each of us to understand other viewpoints. So welcome, Dennis. Uh, thank you. Um, for the Trump flag, January 1st is when I put it up for 2020, uh, uh, beginning of the morning. Um, I'm a Trump supporter. And and regarding with the signs, I had one Trump sign out there. And then uh, people, strangers through the neighborhood, um, and and drive-bys would stop by strangers. I don't even know. Stop by in my shop, and congratulate me for flying the flag and having a sign. Uh, this is kind of known as a liberal town, so you know. And then uh, each sign represent a person that came to my shop. So that's why I got so many signs. Oh, isn't these, that interesting? These signs are people are a lot of times people are not comfortable enough to put it on their own lawn. In this town or village, and uh, but I, I have no fear of that, so I'm not. It's my right to yeah. express. Well, I thought it would be good to kind of start at the beginning because so many of us <clears throat> developed our politics as kids growing up. You know what our families thought and how we were raised. I know you grew up in Connecticut, but I don't know much about your family. Just tell us a little about who who your parents are and what what their politics were as you were growing up um i never knew my parents actual politics actually i I finally my dad's 81 years old and finally got him registered to vote this year and he voted for trump and uh so we never talked politics but we we ran we raised up on a kind of conservative fiscal conservative um 
platform in our house you know respect each other and everything else and and uh, work hard and and uh you know um uh, that's that's how i was raised up you know with uh, uh my two brothers and sister and for a long while my grandma lived with us in a small little house so we didn't have much of anything <clears throat> we did the we did the government cheese and milk and food when growing up so it wasn't uh um, it wasn't always easy, but we we were family, and we you know appreciate that and loved that. So, um, my dad was a machinist for 33 years, and and uh, my my mom was just a housewife, which is with a house full of people or kids. It's a job in itself. So. More than a full time job, yeah. I can say that. So. Well, so did you have an awareness? Like, I know the first president I remember was John F. Kennedy. Of course, I remember when he was shot because I was in fifth grade and we were all very frightened. I mean, did you have a sense of, like, who the president was as a kid or any sort of feelings one way or another about it? Or I think, I think one of the things when Reagan, I was young then, but Reagan, you know, some of the stuff he was doing and <clears throat> he was standing firm for our country you know and and he was kind of a no-nonsense type of guy you know so um i think i think and being in the service you know you, you get awareness of your country when you live in other countries yeah that well are, tell are us not a little about tell us a little about that you served in the navy yep and um what? Yeah, two, it was two years in uh, two years in Hawaii, but two years in Japan. But I traveled the whole Asian part of the country. Um, got to see a lot of, uh, you know, I was a typical sailor, so <laughs> I was a lot of times in the red light district or whatever. You know, I don't want to say that typical sailor because I don't. That was. The, the guys I was with, right? We were always were in the thick of things and stuff like that. But um, got to see how people lived um, and appreciate more what I have in my own country and everything else. And and uh, and the politics that ran in those countries were weren't beneficial to the the people that lived there. So so that was a big probably turning point for me being in the military and got to see and, and experience other countries you know I think people a lot of times they go to these countries <clears throat> and go where the tourist goes right yeah. and, and everything's all nice and polished and everybody's got big smiles and everything else but that's not really the case a lot of places is not like that in other countries especially you know we always traveled in those spots you mm-hmm. know that wasn't fortunate um, so I think sometimes people get mis <clears throat> uh, I don't know misinformed or mis um, misperception of what yes exactly of of what certain countries are like you know so I think when when uh, when I came home it just made me love my country even more you know did you have a sense as an American in these other countries that you were accepted or were you reviled or did you have I'm sorry, say again? What what was the perception of you as an American in these other countries? Did you have a sense that people respected you or did you have a sense that 
somehow. Well, depends where you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, they all want your money, so <laughs> they treat you nice at the time. But uh, I, like I said, I still hung out in the, in pr- probably the not the nicest neighborhoods. I'm not, you know, the, the probably poorest. But I remember, uh, I always liked to hang out in those areas, and and there's times, you know, because I had money from from being a sailor you know i would help the community or help people in the areas you know i could tell you stories in the philippines philippines is probably one of my favorite places in the world um i got to know a lot of good people um hard-working people but just things didn't pan out you know what i mean so uh, the philippines is definitely my favorite place of, of, of uh i had a um there's a woman there, Carmen. Um, she was kind of like my mother away from home, you know. <laughs> so I ended up bonding with this uh, one elderly woman. She was diabetic and blind, and she owned a little villa. And uh, we just hit it off well. And, and uh, I, when my time was off the ship uh, on Liberty, I had to go there free, free, free charge she wouldn't charge me for a room but I would go there and help and fix things on my off time and everything else just to help her out and uh, it, it was pretty cool oh that is that pretty is cool. more, very cool so um, what was your political awakening I mean what was it about Trump that made you you know you were somebody that didn't have politics front and center and all of a sudden you have this very strong commitment I I um I was originally a, a Ted Cruz supporter, um, and and when things didn't pan out, I definitely wasn't a Hillary supporter. Um, uh, but when uh, Ted Cruz wasn't getting it, um, my vote went to Trump, and you know you you know him as an apprentice, and you know him as a, a playboy a billionaire or millionaire. And, uh, you know, you just had your fingers crossed and said, all right, this is my decision and hope he does, it takes it serious. And pretty quick, I realized he is taking it serious and and, and uh, he started, he, it's kind of nice to see a, a, a business guy in, in, a, in that seat and not a polished, polished politician. You know, they say that they say what they're going to do, but they don't do or, you know, uh, they're in there for their own for their own uh, agenda and wealth and everything else. And uh, he wasn't, you know, he he donates his salary uh, and and actually he he lost wealth by going being in the presidency. So but anyways, he got. I started getting more respect for him and and uh, appreciation for him when he gets up every morning. Mainstream media, his own party, liberals, Democrats, everybody against him. He still gets up every morning and fights hard for our country, and you see that more and more. And and for for the short for the four years he's been in. He he accomplished a lot, and uh, and it makes makes me kind of feel foolish after all those years voting for a Republican. That you know, Republican Democrat, they're not too much far different from certain things, uh, 
on on you know they say what they're going to do and they don't do it or or it's not beneficial for the working class and and uh maybe in the day but not not now um and and he's actually going out and accomplishing things and doing things they said he was going to do so if you look back at his four years what do you think are the things that are both his biggest challenges or where he failed and also his biggest accomplishments the things that you think he did that really made the most difference his accomplishments yeah the biggest things that he's done in four years that oh bringing bringing manufacturing back and bringing uh, uh jobs back uh taking us out of the paris uh uh climate it, that r- strangled our industry um uh, you know, accomplishing the wall, he put it. He's so far as four hundred and something miles. He he's putting up. He's being serious about the borders. Um, he he's brought the wage up for uh, uh, Black Americans, uh, Hispanic Americans, uh, women Americans. He brought he brought wages and and uh, employment back for them. You know, so records numbers. It, it's it's it's. Uh, that's an accomplishment you know um uh he he's dealing with pharmaceutical to bring prices down he he thinks that if canada pays one price for 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 meds why ain't the u.s especially when they're built in the u.s why why aren't we paying the same price you know so he he's out there if you you know what a lot of people don't like his tweets but that's not He's he's not a politician, so I mean I don't listen to his tweets. I don't have Twitter. I don't have any of that. So his tweets don't bother me because I don't listen to it. But I, you know, the people are so focused on what sometimes what he says or whatever. But you look at his accomplishments, that's that says a lot, you know. So um, people are willing to piss away, or way I feel piss away our country because his tweets are the way he he presents himself and it, it breaks my heart you know there's a lot of people that's uh misinformed on purpose or you know ignorant that that don't look they, they they're one-liners that listen to the news and just look at the title and that's what they base their opinion on instead of really looking into it um so where do you get your news where do you get your information I'm sorry, say again? Where do you get your news? Where do you get your information? I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I listen to it all, all kind. I listen to, you know, I'm not a big CNN fan, but uh, um, I'll listen to CNN. Because you, you have to listen to both sides and see what's being said and not being said. Um, I don't, uh, there's certain talk radio hosts I like to listen to. Um and there, um, I forgot his name. There's one guy. He's a, actually a classic liberal. Cla- you know, it's funny because a classic liberal is is kind of like anti-war, limited government, and everything else. And it wholly it changed totally. So uh, some of these classic liberals are in in favor of some of the Trump stuff. You know, because he's trying to pull out the guys out he's been pulling the guys out of uh, uh war long-lasting wars and everything else and now he just said 2500 more he's going to pull out but now the republicans and democrats are fighting against him said no we don't want you know they want to do that why you know let's pull let's bring our guys and uh, and uh, men and women back home this is the stuff that classical 
I'm assuming you're a classical, uh, classic liberal, right? I don't really like the labels, but yeah, I think I call well, myself... Well, I, I think there's a difference between classic liberal <laughs> and extreme liberal now. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, back in the day, they, they wanted limited government and they wanted uh, peace, not war. They wanted, you know, no fighting. That's what he's accomplishing, you know, and, and he's trying to limit government. But this new new group here, progressive liberals, they want more government. And and uh, I'm not for that. I don't want the government. My look, look at what's going on now with, with Cuomo. He wants to limit Thanksgiving and how many people you have in your home. Really? You know, I got that's ridiculous you know i mean uh, there's a part of the freedom liberty that you have it's yours and and it's being stifled and they're using this COVID thing for a tool to do that i firmly believe that and you can see it you look at it People well we can tell because i'm wearing a mask and you're not and i've i maybe i've drank the kool-aid because i listen to those conference calls with cuomo every single day but it just seems like he's basing it on the science that seventy uh, percent of the spread now is from small family parties or gatherings, so it's breaking well, my not, heart. I'm not going to be able to go to Vermont and see my sister and all my relatives and new well, baby and that's in your the choice, family. And that's okay, right? Yeah. And, and, and I got family coming over my house, but we're comfortable with each other and everything else. And and you know. My thought is just like the flu. I haven't taken a flu fa- vaccination in twenty something years. You know, I, I get, I feel a little down. I, I start pumping myself with zinc and vitamins and stuff like that, and and drink a lot of water, and I've been good. You know, and and uh, I believe, you know, it, I, I probably will get the COVID someday. You know, but I'm not gonna stop my life well you're healthy and young i think the danger is you know i do the obituaries on the people that have died and it's been spread to them unwittingly not on purpose you know but the people that are vulnerable end up dying and it's it's just hard well Cuomo was one of the ones that did it for New York State, that's for sure. Because I have family members that that their parents were in nursing homes that they got letters saying this is gonna this is happening that we're putting COVID patients. There's there's yeah, I don't know no. if they're keeping it for legal for le- the letter for legal and and no, that people was, died. Yeah, they. My mother be. died this year. So so it, it's did she it, die it, of COVID? Uh, she has respiratory problem, but she died in February. So. So if that was it, I don't know. But, it, you know, she she had a lot of underlying health conditions yeah. already. I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, like when I go to the store and I see people uncomfortable, I, you have to wear a mask and to do anything now anyways. Um, but when I see somebody uncomfortable, I'll, I'll give them space and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And But I have... I have people, like I said, these signs are representing people that came to my shop. Mm-hmm. They walked to my shop with a mask in a hand. Don't know how they didn't know how I felt and this and that. I said, "Come on in," you know. And and uh, <laughs> there's so much other stuff, viruses and everything else you can catch even before before this. You know, I've been to other countries where disease ran <laughs> ran wow, rapid, sure. and there was no no shutting down any. 
economy or, or, or restricting you at homes. Never. You know, I always worked in the, in the medical industry. You, you can just drink in fountains and stuff. You can mm-hmm. catch anything off of anything. So I think the isolation stuff is you're always providing hosts for this virus, right? If you keep everybody sheltered, you're, provi- you're providing host. You know, so it was it called immune, uh, 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 herd immunity, right? Right. It's, it takes a certain. You know, Sweden did that way. Look, they didn't shut down their schools or anything. You know, they don't have the numbers that we have, or and they didn't destroy their economy. You know what I mean? So. So I don't agree to this, all the science, anyways, because they've been back and forth with yeah, everything. And where you want to get the numbers, I can get different numbers. So. It's not consistent across the board. We all can get our own research where we just we think we want to get our research and get our our results, right? So that's that's right on both sides, right? So I, I'm meaning both sides if I want to be conservative about it and somebody want you know. Well, that's one of the things I think that's really changed in the Trump administration. This idea, I often tell letter writers to the newspaper, it was a Daniel Patrick Moynihan quote: "You're entitled to your own." opinions but not your own facts and now there's a sense of almost this alternative reality where people don't believe there is one one truth or one set of facts they believe that they as you said they can find whatever they want to support their view and there's a blurring of the line between opinion and fact I feel. Oh yeah, the yeah. people. Yeah, it, 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 they put it out there as fact, but it's not as opinion. I think it's 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 people's responsibility to not be lazy headline readers and actually do some reading, do your own investigation, and come up with your own conclusion. Because um, the news is always going to probably skew it to to their side a little bit. Right, one side or the other, right, or a lot, no matter, you know. But it, it's your. I'm not so. <clears throat> I have to look, look, read, listen. To come up, I'm my own person. I don't. I'm. Not, I don't drink any Kool Aid, <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> I just you gotta see results and 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 do the research. I, I think too many people are so f- caught up on. The social media and what's being said and, and everything else when right now social media is kind of isolating what people can say and not say and express and what news is going out there they think you know so between you know the high tech so if if you're a person now these days right quick everybody's on facebook everybody's on twitter everybody's on on all this other stuff and and they're just uh <clears throat> taking taking that in and it's not necessarily true or it's not full factual or the facts are not even being put out there you know so you got to do your research there's other ways to do research by reading and I, I think people are so hustle and bustle and everything else they don't always got time to sit down and actually do the research they, they go off of somebody else's I agree word. it's so important to do the research but getting back to the politics you during this Trump administration yourself became involved in government got elected to the Knoxtown board did Trump have something to do with that you know did you feel like 
because of him that you were going to get involved too? Or is no, that- no. <clears throat> Trump had nothing to do with me getting involved with the town council as, as the residents of the town did. I was approached actually a couple of years ago and, and uh, to run. And, and um, I couldn't, you know, it's just my time and everything else. And, and I don't do anything in, unless I'm in it 100%. So I couldn't feel I can give 100%. So when I was asked <clears throat> again uh, a couple of years later, and I was asked by residents of the town, you know, I do things with the town, uh, with the youth council and, and little league and, and everything else. I, I try to involve myself. My kids are young, and, and we all involve ourselves. And uh, I kept getting asked by residents, you going to do it, you going to do it, you want to do it, you know, and stuff. And I said, you know what? And I, and I see what, what the town needs to, uh, some kind of bring up the tax revenue base or whatever. And, and it's just t- trying to wake up the town a little bit too, be part, part of that. And, and boss you like people like him or hate him he he kind of woken it up a little bit so we're talking now about Vasilios Lefkadidis who is the supervisor of the town of Knox and he's enrolled as a democrat but he's had republican backing and he's somebody that thinks political parties shouldn't exist at all <laughs> so just so myself people, yeah. I, I think it's individual um I, you know, a lot of things started happening a little bit, and I was like, you know what, I, I can be, I can assist, I can, I could be a, a, a person. The residents are asking me, and and uh, and you know what, it, it's time for me to do something. I lo- I, lo- I love the little town, a lot of good people up there, and um, it, you know, it, it's good. It, I I think you know, I was on the other side in the audience, right, and and. You get to say your opinion and everything else, and and you can get angry at the town and everything else. But going on the other side a little bit, you get a little uh, perception of what goes on. It's like things don't always move quickly as you want it. I think that's frustrating when I am, you know. Yeah. You know, so it's been it's been learning. It's been uh, great. Um, Trump had nothing to do with me. The residents had that all a hundred percent of that. Okay, I just thought it might have been kind of an awakening. I also wonder, too, I've had people with this podcast um, that are like blue and red sitting at the same table, and they've talked about how hard it is in their own families or among their close friends if they don't have the same political beliefs these days. You know, they used to be able to be friends if they were a Republican with Democrats and vice versa. Do you feel any of that in your own family or in your own circle of friends? Well, I got I got liberal friends. I love them dearly, you know, and, and uh, we kind of don't talk about it. They know where I stand and I know where they stand. And and uh, we they made a little comment, you know, <laughs> and... and one of my liberal friends were were actually I was banging in my my Trump flag at my house and they pulled up because I was helping them out with something and they were bringing a plate of cookies over for me and uh, they seen me pounding in the Trump uh, flag and and they looked at me like and I'm like and I walked over and I said hi to them you know I'm not going to say their name but I said hi to them and they said they, they had these big grins on their face and and I knew why you know and uh 
the one of the, the gentlemen said, "Well, I was going to dump these cookies out the window," <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, she said, uh, um, "Well, we're sorry you're misinformed." I said, "As well as you are," you know. So we both laughed, and that was it. So I guess my wife really doesn't like to me to have conversations <laughs> with anybody because you know, if somebody's sometimes they're I don't know if this is right. Their their thoughts or their convictions is solid. You're not gonna change their mind, one way or the other. You know, so it's no use of beating each other up. Um, I have I got elected on people that are Democrats or liberals or Republicans or conservative. Everybody, I got a lot of votes. I think I think the most votes out of anybody and everybody so i'm up there to help everybody not just republicans not just conservatives i'm I'm there for everybody and i try to do my best for everybody um uh, so the label is a label you know um it's what you do with your label or you know or, or do what you do you know so i mean i don't know if that made sense to but um the people judge you for your person, for me, for who you for my are, character as and opposed everything else. to your party. Well, exactly. so well, they look at the look at the our party up there. The Republican ticket is all different uh, parties. Different yeah. parties. You have <laughs> Democrat, right. Independent. You have a non-affiliated. Myself, a Republican. Yeah. I think I was the only Republican on the ticket. You were. You know. So right now, in the current state of the election. What are your thoughts? I mean, Trump has not yet conceded. Yeah, but, you, but Biden, uh, they, uh, he didn't concede, but Biden didn't win yet, neither. And with all the things that are going, there's stuff coming up every day. There's a lot going on with this election, and, and there's a lot of false votes, and, and it comes up every day. So, I think there are three states left now where the Trump people are still pushing suits. Yeah, I think was it's it, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nevada? and Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. And there are three states left that, you know, where they've withdrawn or had the other suits tossed. Well, we'll see what happens with, uh, um, with the results, right? I, I don't, if Biden gets in, I don't think he's going to do good for the country. And... I mean, I can say a whole lot of stuff with it about it, but um, she's not the right person for our country. So I don't know. It's going to be hard times. I think uh, a lot of things are going to be. You know, definitely, he even said in his campaign, taxes are going up. He's taking back the tax cut for for uh, the lower income people or the the, the working people. So actually, he's, no, he's he's trying to tax, unlike the Trump cut that mostly benefited the wealthy people he's that's wrong it it benefits 60 percent of of the working people 60 percent but you say wealthy people who who pays a lot of these people's salaries too right other than you you employ people right we do so so we're not wealthy but we do employ people yeah so so everybody's you know what companies are there to make money and make profit i get that if if and there's companies that are greedy as hell, I agree with that too, and, and they don't treat their people right. So I think, I think uh, uh, that's your choice to work for that company or not too. You know, so, um, so 
I don't know. We'll see, right? Hang on for the ride. I, I that's what I, I say, you know. And my, I still got, you know, I'm hoping faith, faith, uh, you know, hopefully Trump could pull it out. But if he doesn't, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go back to work, you know, and and look at things financially and figure out things what's best for me and my family financially and you know and and go from there you know what i mean so uh, what works for my family you know so uh, we'll see what happens you know and uh if trump doesn't get in i'm still a trump supporter so so you're hoping he'll run again in four years yeah yeah i definitely do you know if, he, if he's able to do that and i'm and willing to do that you know this guy gets up every day like i said puts his pants on and goes to work every day with everybody against him and he's still going still doing it you know right well, to the end he's got he's nearly, a fighter he's a fight for our country he's got through. nearly half the people behind him so yeah well 70 72 73 people so far voted for him you know so million so you know so that's we'll see right 